This is Good Karma Wrestling. Welcome to another edition of GKW. I'm Gabe Nigel from ESPN Milwaukee. With me, as always, Brian Rowitz from ESPN West Palm. Happy 20th anniversary, by the way, to ESPN West Palm. All sorts of great content happening down there tomorrow. And you can catch him ESPN 1000 in Chicago. He is Jonathan Hood, who is, among many people, curious of what's going on. <laughs> with MJF. And we begin with that company that MJF is the world champion of, AEW, their pay-per-view. One of four they have every year, or maybe five, I guess, if they do another uh, Forbidden Door, but one of their four typical pay-per-views. Coming up this weekend, Revolution. And uh, we do have eight matches on the card, and a number of them are title matches. So, of course, we have MJF versus Brian Danielson in the Iron Man match. Um four-way for the AEW World Tag Championships, Samoa Joe versus Wardlow uh, for the TNT Championship, Jamie Hayter in a triple threat with Soraya and Ruby Soho for the Women's Championship, and the six-man tag championships on the line, the Elite versus the House of Black. Uh, so five of the eight feature uh, championships that are going to be on the line. How many championships do we see change hands this weekend in Northern California? Well, I believe that's what I believe. I believe zero. As much as again, the hype is great for the main for WWE. Same thing AEW. Brian Danielson against MJF. I don't think that the title changes. I say the closest thing I would look at maybe is going on with the House of Black. So just all of a sudden appear here in San Francisco, the lights out. All of a sudden they're holding the championships and the elite. I don't see any championships changing and i think the reason why for that bro it's is what's really hot and as far as the titles in aw besides danielson against mjf what's really red hot that you that must see amongst the title match i mean at this point it's nothing like i would even argue i don't even know if the world title scene is that red hot like you sort of lost some steam from those danielson matches you mentioned the trios i love house of black i would love to see them win I'm not convinced that matches on the main card. And do they do a trio's title change on the pre-show? Because that's sort of been where House of Black has been. So that sort of makes me think they're not going to win. The Elite just sort of get the win there. The only one I see is I have won is the tag titles. I feel like the guns are just sort of a transition. They're just sort of there. I think the Acclaim win it back. I mean, that match as a whole, like, I think will be good. And Cassidy and Danhausen will be entertaining. But, like, I think the Acclaim win that. Other than that, I've only got one, and like this show as a whole, there's not that same buzz around right now, which is sort of disappointing. So I, I guess at this point, and I keep bringing this up, I'm rooting for Danielson to take sure. the championship off of MJF just because I think the whole thing has just not gone well. And and I, I'm, I'm, I'm over MJF as champ. I, I don't know if the character necessarily <laughs> needs a reboot, but he's been like, he seriously, like the promos that he cuts are like, all over the place, like last night, him not being able to like have a retort to Danielson after being having this fiery promo before that about how this is the only thing that means anything to him, you know, after his fiance dumped him and all these other things. Like it, it, it's just been there hasn't been a consistent story as it almost seems they're just going. All right, well, that didn't really grasp, you know, that didn't really catch on last week. Let's throw some more spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. I, man, it's, it's, it's been tough. And, and I'll tell you what, I wonder if my lack of excitement for this pay per view 
and this might even extend to WrestleMania a little bit with WrestleMania coming around the corner. I'm blaming Sami Zayn. And here's why I'm blaming Sami. Because Sami reminded me how good this stuff can be. How fun professional wrestling can be. How much emotion and feelings you can have in pro wrestling. So now, probably even just a little subconsciously, even though I'm speaking it out loud here, like <laughs> at least in the back of my mind, everything else is being compared against Sami Zayn in the bloodline and the build that they had and then the incredible feeling you had at the Elimination Chamber in Montreal. And now everything's being compared against that. And of course, everything's going to fail in comparison to that because it's been one of the best stories in, in all of professional wrestling on television for the past five, maybe 10 years. We talked about in terms of how much the crowd was into that particular match. So everything, of course, is going to fail against it. But when you paint it against that, it makes you realize how good some of this stuff can be and how much all of these feuds going into the card. And look, the card on Sunday, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fun. We're going to have fun watching the matches. But I know I can feel more. And AEW, WWE as well, can do better in terms of making me feel more and feel like I, I, I should be watching, you know, I should be dedicating my time, my four hours, three hours, whatever it ends up being on Sunday night to watch this. Well, the other thing I'll add to that, I mean, one, check out Sami Zayn's Instagram. He did sort of a video montage of the last year. So it starts with him getting body slammed by Wee Man and then ends with him haluba kicking Roman. So quite a year for him. <laughs> sort of yeah. To, like, his story. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's the so. greatest turnaround. Greatest turnaround in pro wrestling history. Get body slammed by Wee Man. Right. <laughs> but to your point about this card, like, you look at the matches and there really isn't a ton of long-term storytelling. And those that have it, We've seen it already. Like Joe and Wardlow, there's some sort of storytelling there, some history, but we've seen the two of them go at it already. Um, the women's match, they're sort of telling that story. Hangman and Mox should be good and should be fun, but we've seen it a bunch already, and it feels like it's never going to end at this point, and everything else is just sort of thrown together. And one of the things AEW's had going for it is they haven't been doing the rematch thing. You know, some of these matches feel special. On Sunday, a lot of these don't. MJF for Brian will be. It'll be an hour. It'll be the first Iron Man. But other than that, the rest of them are just sort of like, yeah, they will be great matches, but they don't really have the stories behind them. You know what? This will be the first time I've ever said this. <laughs> In one instance, Vince McMahon might be right. This philosophy of saying, guys, here's a three-week build, and now here's the pay- Think about how much wiggle room that we've had. Mm-hmm. We have, at a snail's pace, crawled to rub- AEW fan. You're like, as soon as... as Danielson was done, done taking on this gauntlet of the has to be able. He says, okay, I'm going to give you this gauntlet of opponents. If, if you lose, they don't have to. It was what, three weeks ago? We're crawling yes. to revolution. So, Gabe, in one, in, well, Vince always had a two to three week build. And of course, we as wrestling fans, I mean, what's the build? What's the storyline here? Vince, in his, his, in his dotage, well, these two should fight, or this, this tag team should fight. Put them on the pay per view because they had. To, it's a, but for AEW, the reason why that we're not enamored with it now, and what's this in the? But the reason why is because look how slowly all this stuff built, and anything, and the only thing card is what I think that uh, Moxley and Hangman put together. Moxley's view in a promo, he's. <laughs> Bleeding for it. 
I mean, I mean, it's just drop of IHOP syrup coming out of his head. The boysenberry syrup coming out of his head. He's bleeding for this. So I'm interested in seeing what that looks like. But ultimately, these builds are boring, quite frankly. And here we are, coming up on Sunday. But it, again, it's, it's just it's little things here and there because I, I wonder how differently you would feel, Brian, about Mox versus Hangman. Had we not just had Mox come out of at least adjacent, the one of the longest feuds of all time in the Jericho Appreciation Society sure. versus BCC. And this was one of the things that AEW in their first couple of years avoided the, the rematch clauses and having all these repeat matches, which you, you can have a series of matches. That's fine. You know, we, we think of some of the best stories that have been told have been series of matches, and you can do that. But, again, you have to have a blow-off at some point. When you when you do the biggest blow-off you can do for two factions in your company, blood and guts, and that doesn't end it, like, okay, now it's going to make me skeptical going forward. And, okay, we, we told the story. They're tied at one apiece. Mox and Hangman, who wins the third one? And then you decide to do a half roll up, half choke out, right. like unsatisfying <laughs> end to it. So now you feel like you have to do this. It's it's just been inconsistent story type. But the tag team, like the tag teams, even though it would be again just the guns versus the acclaimed, like that's the only story anybody cares right. about here. Nobody the gives a rip a about mess. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, yeah no one cares about Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And why are you throwing Danhausen and Orange Cassidy in here? As much as I am, hand in the air, big fans of both of those characters, they are out of place yes. in this tag team championship scene. You don't need to do the, fit, the fatal four-way in that situation. It seems like they're just trying to jam as many people and tag teams and acts onto the card because they decided to do the hour-long pay-per-view. And it's harder. I, I, look, I don't know what the pavement structure is. In AEW, I don't know if it's the old school, you're getting a little bit more because you're appearing on the pay-per-view. And when you only have four of those a year and you miss out on one of those and that could be a big part of your payment structure, I can understand how talent would be upset if you're doing a 60-man Ironman match. 60-minute Ironman match, excuse me. So it's it's a complicated thing that, again, that they've done to themselves and they're trying to figure out. But it, it seems like for MJF and Danielson, they've decided to muddle the rest of the card for the sake of having a 60-man Ironman match. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And that's why we saw some of the matches we saw last night, like the Casino Battle Royal, the ladder match. Like, those are matches made for Revolution. Oh. And, like, I don't think the tag match should have been main eventing last night like it did. But to your point, Jay Hood, yes, society nowadays, like, they're bored. They don't want to sit around for stuff. But AEW has shown us that the long-term stuff can work. It was Revolution last year that it was Punk and MJF in the dog collar match. That took some buildup. And no, Brian is not punk on the mic. He is significantly better than he was a decade ago. But there's yeah. not that sort of connection. Like, why do we care? Like, Brian wants to win the title. MJF is jealous of him. Like, how would you summarize this match if someone's watching? Like, hey, why should I care? I don't know what, like, the emotional connection is to the match right now. That whole tag team ladder match thing should be, probably should be the buy-in. She probably shouldn't have been on Dynamite. And by the way, Action Andretti, back to the minors. Ooh, back to the minors. You don't know how to do, kid. I mean, I mean, guys could have been seriously hurt in that mm-hmm. thing. And I know He's that lucky we're all he in the wasn't bang. hurt, brother. Like, like if you don't know how to handle a ladder, well, two things. Andretti's out of my company, or he's in, on dark forever. After what we saw there yesterday, number one. 
Let's tell you something, guys, just between the three of us. If you have to have officials, referees <laughs> on top of the ladder, then maybe you should not be doing those spots. I mean, I mean, the, the, the whole thing. It's very fair. We got very you. Fair. We got, got you. Hold on. We got you. Have you ever, uh, have you ever seen uh, referees holding a referee, uh, holding, have you ever seen WWE, nope. the officials coming in? Nope. We'll hold the ladder steady so you can get to the top and get that. Side. So don't do those spots then. You got guys on broken ladders. It's just a egregious idea that you have officials holding on to the ladders. So that way, guys that climb to the top is nonsense. Either get better ladders or not do those spots. That yeah. was awful. It's very simple. Yesterday. Very simple. Very, very also, simple. A video editing. Just you know, move the camera up. Let's not see the ref down there. That could also help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The referee should not be shown, but then of course you have to show just like Shawn Michaels, the guy sure. going step by step, rung by rung, rung on the ladder to be able to get that. <sighs> that was just real by AW yesterday. It really was. My wife yells yeah, yeah. at me every time we need a ladder and I climb it like that. She's like, you don't have to. Like, no, only way. You got to do it slowly. Like, what are you talking about? You ever going to clean the gutters? Well, yeah, I'll get there eventually. Yeah. I mean, Hopefully you'll have no to pull me down a couple of times, but yeah. What's the, 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 the school dream has come true for Brian Rowe? Oh, it's just like Shawn Michaels. I just, I, I just, so, so that should have been, I think, should be part. It was right there in the middle of uh, of dynamite. It's amazing. And the second thing on the card. Yep. This is uh, this is an impromptu question, so it might blow up the show. But um, what's good in pro wrestling right now? Like, what do you guys? Yeah, this guy hits my screen. I'm excited to see it because right now the list for me is few. It's it's just it's just very little. It's very few and far between. I feel like for the last year we've had either WWE or AEW. They've kind of going back and forth in terms of stories that they're telling that I've been really interested in. Sometimes like AEW up until Double or Nothing last year, I was all in on, and then it just kind of faltered uh, in the buildup to um, uh, Forbidden Door and then after Forbidden Door. But then Hunter was taking over, and things were getting exciting in WWE. I, I just don't. I, I don't have that connection to any storyline sure i have my favorites like mox is one of my favorites but honestly like outside of gunter like there's not a lot that on anything that i get really excited about anytime i see them on my television screen and part of gunter by the way is also the way that uh whoever the ring announcer is on smackdown the way she says his name (laughs) like the whole imperium thing that she does she just knocks it out of the park every time but there's just very few. And WrestleMania is right around the corner. We're in one of four pay-per-views for AEW. Like, I feel this should be a great time for pro wrestling, and I just don't have any stories that I want to cling on to. Well, yeah, to that point, like you mentioned, like, Sammy is what I enjoy watching the most at this point, but my emotional connection is not what it was a month ago because I've accepted he's not going to be the world champion. I've accepted that he's going to be in a tag match at Mania. I've accepted that we're not going to get the payoff that we all deserve. So my connection isn't there anymore. Like other WWE stuff, like Bray, I think, you know, after watching Friday, I was like, you know what? This isn't really entertaining anymore. Like, I don't know if it's just, I don't have the brain power and I don't want to put the brain power into wrestling to follow Bray. And then with Brian, like him as champion would be exciting, but I just don't see that either. So there isn't that one thing that's grabbing me that I was like, I can't wait to see this every week right now. I saw a funny headline from Wrestling Observer from Jim Vance. It was Bray Wyatt, colon, 
get to the point. <laughs> really? I mean, ultimately, that's what it is, right? Just get to the point, whatever it is, right? You know, I'm wrestling war win, huh? Where there's nothing exciting. This is back and forth where they're WWE and AEW, but yet there's nothing that knocks you off your socks outside of what Roman Reigns with Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes. I mean, that's what happens when you have really long long-term well, storytelling but it's not even cody right now no jay hood like i the, the, there are reports out there that wwe this is how you know you you done messed up that wwe is scared of Sami Zayn chance out just starting out during if they have a long promo segment for cody rhodes so what did we see two weeks ago? Paul Heyman interrupt them right away. What did we see this week? Barely a promo from Cody. We got a great match with him and Chad Gable, but then a very short, he's going to be at SmackDown. I'm going to be at SmackDown. Boom. That's it. Get in and get out because they're scared. Like I'm not, I'm not emotionally connected to Cody Rhodes right now well, because they're, they're also running scared right now with Cody. They don't want another Brian Daniels situation. They don't want this upheaval of, well, that's not how we were booking it. And so why are these fans into Brian? Daniel, they don't want that with Cody. That's an easy way to do that. Cody doesn't have to address the crowd. Every promo doesn't have to cut the, cut the audio and let Cody speak and try to sell this pay-per-view. But when one of your catchphrases is, so what do you want guys want to talk about <laughs> as you're addressing everyone in the arena? Yeah. Like, if that's how you start every promo. Yeah. yeah. Like, guess what? <laughs> we want to talk about Sammy, Cody. We want to talk about Sammy. And that's <sighs> part, though, you talk about selling. Like, we haven't seen Cody and Roman in a ring together. Yes, we'll see it tomorrow. But, like, it's less than a month until Mania. So there is no reason to buy into that match. Do you think something happens tomorrow where you're like, all right, maybe – I don't, and like that's part of the reason we don't care about the main event of WrestleMania right now. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, this is where this is where we are. In the, but this is where we are. We're in a wrestling war, but yet we're not interested in the majority of the storyline. <laughs> but again, as we all WrestleMania Revolution, these are going to be great matches, and we'll be talking about them. Oh, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. The, the whole thing is that you matches are great. But again, it goes back to Sammy. Sammy reminded me of how great this can be and how I can feel as a professional wrestling fan. So now I'm like a junkie trying to chase that feeling and I'm just getting substandard stuff being put out by all the other companies. Ah, you're saying that they're just putting some flour into your cocaine. Great. <laughs> I mean, I was hinting at it. You didn't have to come out and say it. I was trying to be, I was trying to avoid the, you know, direct comparison. But yes, that's ah, but that they wrong with what I was getting the cocaine at. story line. We're, we're creating our own cocaine storyline. I watch the show Snowfall on FX. It's about cocaine. Exactly what it is. You know, it's a, you want you want you want the real stuff. You don't want them cutting your because wrestling is a drug when it's great. Yeah, I mean that's, that's great. That's, it can that's be. what that's yeah, yeah. So, all right, we move on off of uh, Revolution and we move on to something we like to call the three count. Other three stories that are hot right now in professional wrestling. Brian, what do we have at number one? Wrestling Observer released their 2022 awards, and the promoter and Booker of the Year, Tony Khan, in the 35 plus years of the Observer, just the second time ever someone has won promoter and Booker of the Year in the same year for three consecutive years joining Vince McMahon Jr. So, should Tony Khan have been Booker and Promoter of the Year in 2022? 
No, but it's worth noting that a lot of these awards are voted on by fans, right? Like they, the, the Wrestling Observer opens it up to their subscriber base, their fan base, and that's who votes on this. So I guess I'm not shocked that Tony Khan ends up winning this because people who are on, in the internet wrestling community, the people who are, you know, the majority of the subscribers, obviously, of, of Wrestler Observer Online, um, it's... It's people who are diehard wrestling fans right. week in and week out and are probably more likely to be AEW fans than the casual WWE fan. So I, I, Tony Khan is not my booker of the year, despite some of the, compl- the, the, the complaints I've had about Hunter. Like if I'm cutting this off and just looking at it from 2022, they were still building the Sammy storyline at the end of 2022. So I, I give it to Hunter because I think he did some really good things in 2022 for uh, WWE. Who, who it is so far two months into 2023, I have no idea. I but remember tell. also at 22, there was a lot of Vince. Half the year was Vince. Yes, but I'm saying the back half. Like, the back okay. half was good. The back half, like, <laughs> Raw became watchable again. Like, think about that. Like, Raw was unwatchable for so long, and he made Raw watchable. That, to me, alone makes you Booker the year. Well, I would say this, that you are correct, sir. In 2023, is nobody, nobody loves this distraction finish like Triple H. Loves and runs SmackDown. It's like it is monotonous in that company now. And to, to and again, it's a benefit of the doubt because he's running not XT back in the day. Now it's it's so. I think that the best part of Triple H is that he utilizes the talent. We're not seeing. Imagine if we got Cody Rhodes versus Chad Gable under Vince. We'd see it five times in a row, and so we'd be able to see that match once, and we may not see it for another six months. So I'll give Triple H so the importance of the United States Intercontinental Championships. I mean, when you are pushing everything to SmackDown, interesting as he can for, for three hours. But for Tony Khan, and again, we have to put like an, this whole thing with uh, um, the Wrestling Observer. When you have Dave Meltzer and Rez, both finding their way to shit on the WWE as much as possible in New Japan and AEW. Of course. I mean, I think that's just the way it is. With, with that particular public, absolutely. So, but at least we try to be as fair as, as possible. We hate everybody. So, we, <laughs> <laughs> so at least, <laughs> fair. <laughs> you know, over there, they're pro AEW and they're pro Mexico. Yeah. And then, I mean, you say that, you look at the rest of their awards. So, Wrestler of the Year went to Moxley 1, Roman 2, Osprey 3. Okay. They have a most outstanding Wrestler of the Year. That was Osprey, followed by Danielson and Okada. Uh, Tag Team of the Year, FTR, followed by the Briscoes and the Young Bucks. MJF, for the second straight year, wins Best on Interviews. Uh, AEW wins Promotion of the Year. Stardom comes in at number two, WWE at number three. So to Gabe's point about who's voting on these awards. Uh, match of the Year, Okada versus Osprey. Dog Collar match number two, and Okada versus Osprey from Wrestle Kingdom at number three. So that's just sort of, you know, how, who how, they are. How many WWE awards did you read right there? Uh, zero. Yeah, right there. Yep. Bianca came in second in wrestler, uh, women's wrestler of the year, but uh, yeah, that's it. To who? Rio. Uh, Sarai. Jamie Hayter came in third. <laughs> yeah. See. So so that oh yeah, that publication. Like, yeah, that publication leans just fine. 
I mean, you like what you like, but the readers of the Wrestling Observer and all the friends over there is anti WWE because, and, and by the way, be a long time. I can understand why McMahon could, does not get Booker of the Year or Promoter of the Year based on the in ring. As far as the money they made, absolutely. But the in ring, yeah, it's been substandard for a long time. Well, here's a couple of WWE ones. Uh, Braun Breaker beat out Hook for Rookie of the Year, and uh, Ronda Rousey beat out Tyrus for Most Overrated of the Year. So there's okay. a couple. Come on, no, you can't be more. No, you can't be more overrated than Tyrus. Can't do it. Can't be. Did you see him do? Again, I haven't watched any NWA this year. But did you see him climb to the second rope and do that knee drop? Whatever he did two pay per views ago that was circling online. No, no, no. You cannot I like be. I promise you, you, cannot be more overrated than Tyrus. I did not vote on these awards. I did not submit anything for these awards. These are all the Wrestling Observer newsletter and their fans. Just throwing that out there. I did not take responsibility for this. Tyrus. Number two, most Tyrus. Ronda, you know. I mean, it's just, but uh, again, so anytime I sell and I just nod, I'm like, of course, Tony Khan is the best. Of course, because it's new and shiny. They've had their issues as well because of booking uh, and and, and match placement and finish. With a young company, there's going to be growing pains. But Whenever at time I see that, I go, Tony kind of AEW's fine because they're not the WWE. Not a yep. surprise. Where we got at number two, Brian? Speaking of Monday Night Raw, Monday night, we will see the return of the one and only John Cena. What do you guys want to see out of John Cena's return? Um, I... Just kind of telegraphing everything that it's going to be him in theory has kind of taken the wind out of the sails for me. I've gotten to a point where I get excited when Cena comes around, and obviously a lot of other people do too when they pop the rating that they did for SmackDown when he came back for the tag team match. I mean, he he just brings that that energy and charisma that very few people have, and he can make something feel more important. That being said, Good luck making this U.S. title match at WrestleMania with Austin Theory feel important. Hope you don't have to eat an A-Town down, which my guess is oh. that he ultimately does as they try to. Because, like, Cena ain't going to be around to defend the U.S. title. Like, Cena ain't going to win this. I bet you he does. Scenario. John Cena uh. beats Austin Theory at WrestleMania. And then the following week, he says... Remember my good old U.S. Open title match? Open challenge to anybody in the back that wants a chance in the United States Championship. And out steps, Jay White beats John Cena in two seconds. Or three seconds. One, two, three. Yeah, if Jay White is coming to WWE, that's my scenario. That, that John Cena beats Austin Theory. And then the open challenge title from him. I, I'd i be into that. I, I think, you know, it definitely kills the momentum of Theory. And we've talked about how he has definitely grown. It's also weird because I think Theory beating him at Mania, I don't know if that does anything for Theory. Like, yes, he can brag about that and work that into promos. But, like, is that a, considered a great rub anymore to beat Cena at Mania? Only if you're The Rock. Right. (laughs) I'm trying to think like so Bray beat Cena, technically, right? Like 
I don't think he actually pinned his shoulders, but that Firefly Funhouse match, uh, yeah. I think Bray was technically the winner because Cena just kind of disappeared. Um, <laughs> no, wait a minute. Look that up, bro. It's, I don't. But, the only thing I remember is that Cena turned heel for 10 seconds. Yes. And I was excited. <laughs> he, had, he put that shirt on. I'm like, yeah, Cena's a heel. Baba, yeah. <laughs> That's what also, all I've ever wanted. Right, Cena is a heel, and then all of a sudden he went back to victory for Bray White. I, Bray White, I can't remember. Okay, I mean, the Hold other on. thing I'll throw out there, I feel like I haven't used my outlandish fantasy booking of the day Cena to beat Roman to do what? To, do uh, what? to win the belt, to, to win the belt, to get the record, and that's how we end Roman. Like, it's a historic Cena win. Oh, man. No? I mean, listen. Here's how I look at it. It's like, okay, how much time does he question? Yes, he's coming back for WrestleMania, but afterwards, how much real time does he have? Uh I don't think Cena has a lot of time. That's why I think Cena's not winning. That's why, that's why he's losing to Austin Theory. Like, that just... I, I love your fantasy booking. Like, I think that would be great if we knew Jay White was coming. That would be a great way to debut him and kind of give... Because I feel the Raw after WrestleMania has been... And, and I, I don't know if this is WWE's fault or if this is just, like, because of the pandemic and, and the way that that show used to be carried so much by the crowd... But now it's so much of an afterthought because you have a two-night WrestleMania, and the two-night WrestleMania started with, you know, the Thunderdome era, and then it just kind of had some success, and then you carried it over. You can have the full crowd, so you can have some of the crowd, and you split over two nights, and they've just had so much success with it that the Raw after WrestleMania is no longer the best Raw of the year. But I think you can give some of that feel back if indeed Jay White is coming to your company and makes that debut on the Raw after WrestleMania. I would, I would love the way you fantasy booked it, but... That would be the easy way to be able to have Cena win a title, have get that pop, and then have a great introduction for a new talent in your company and introduce him to an American crowd that's probably not super familiar. But because it's a Raw after WrestleMania crowd, enough of the crowd is going to be familiar with him. That would be an ideal Jay White uh, debut. I think that would be fantastic. And uh, Wikipedia does list Bray Wyatt as the winner of that match, the Firefly Funhouse match. But to talk about what it does for him, he was eventually fired a year or two later. So I don't mm-hmm. know if it helped him that much. Yeah, so I, I mean, so this has been going on for a while. And Austin Theory, them seeing you know, each other face-to-face, what was going to happen. And it's another WrestleMania where it's maybe not for us because it's more attractions than actual. But this is what it's going to happen, guys. I mean, like, this is the best that Austin Theory can do. I think that scene, I think you, I would agree with you that if Austin beats, Theory, uh, beats Cena, what does that really mean? He could say, I, I beat John Cena, but does that resonate with the audience anymore? Part time? He only shows up on the big events like the end of the year and WrestleMania. I don't know. Yeah, and I will also say, I mean, we've talked about the sort of lack of excitement on this Mania card. From a part-timer standpoint, it doesn't feel like it's going to be very part-timer. Cena, Logan Paul, I assume Bad Bunny's going to end up there because that's just sort of what they do with him. But, like, that's it at this point, no? Trish, Uh, Lita. Trish, Lita, yeah, okay. 
But at least Lita's showing up every week and doing stuff. And I would assume Trish does good, by as the way. well. Lita yeah. looks good, by the way. She looks like she can go for a while. She doesn't have to. She looks good. She does not look aged or slow. I think that she looks good. Actually, oh, it says says something about the company, right? What What do you think of Becky Lynch, top three wrestler side for uh, for WWE, and she's in a tag match? That's odd. But yeah. if if we are if the one thing that we harp on, and this is even goes back to Vince, so this isn't necessarily a Triple H problem. If we are, hey, build new stars, then Becky can't be always in the right. main event, right? If we're telling you, hey, you have to build new stars, then having, you know, Rhea Ripley go up against one of your other established stars in, in Charlotte Flair, that's tremendous, assuming that Rhea goes over. Because Charlotte, at this point in her career, doesn't need a win at WrestleMania to validate herself. I'm really curious what they do with Bianca versus um, Asuka because neither of them really needs a big win. And I think both of them have already established who they are. So you're not building a new star there. That's just going to be an interesting, fun match. But it's it's a way to still get Becky on the card, have her doing something fun and interesting, and still being able to go, okay, over here we can lift up Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yeah I give them credit for it. Like the fact that tag, the women's tag title is main eventing Raw, like you're finding something else for Becky to do. I assume this is going down a path of them versus Ronda and Shayna at Mania. Like that's who they defend against. You still need something to do for Bailey, but I mean, I, I, give I don't them know. Finding something else to do because if Trish is involved, like Trish ain't showing up, and so Trish is going to show up, help them win, and then not wrestle at Mania. What if you do Trish and Bailey? You could do that. One on one, you mean yeah. Trish and Bailey? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that'd be that's great for Bailey. Definitely yeah. great for Bailey. Like Trish loses like two. Mm-hmm. I think that, oh, that yeah. yeah, that works. Yeah. 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 I, I totally found that. And everything uh, around saying, I beat Trish Stratus. I beat right. Trish Stratus. I don't think that that's, it's not going to be Austin Theory Cena. Right? I think a veteran and, and someone that's very well thought of. And so I think that, that'd be a good match. Interesting, though, because I'd like to know when Becky Lynch is going to be back, back in the title picture. Yes, I agree with you guys. new in the main events at WrestleMania. I just wonder. After this, this tag match, she can go. You know, she's a top three, at the worst, top three wrestler in the women's division. Yep. What do we got at number three, Brian? All right, let's do some of that fantasy booking, guys. If you could uh, move a wrestler or two from AEW to WWE and vice versa, name some wrestlers you would like to see switch companies in the big scene. I guess where I'm going to start, I'm going to start in AEW going to WWE. And... I, I think I got to start with Wardlow. Like, I feel he just doesn't, he, he got hot and then they cooled him off. And I, I just feel like he fits, even though Triple H is now in charge and is still open to having guys like Johnny Wrestling and guys like that in the company. Like, have, have the way that Brian Danielson's talked about how you have a roster where you've got the big guys and the little guys and it's all impressive because it all finds a way to work together. But I feel like Wardlow is that typical WWE guy, just a big monster who AEW hasn't quite figured out how to use. Right. And I feel he's charismatic enough that he would work in WWE. Like I feel, especially if you got a good, um, you know, like, like if you got a Paul Heyman with him, like I feel you could build up another just monster of a guy who's out there power bombing people week in and week out and just being a disruptive force and I think that would be something that would really fit 
Wardlow really well. So if I had to start, I think I would say Wardlow and WWE um, would be a really intriguing prospect to me. Okay, I'll go and just say from AW to WWE, I wrote down. So so go back, back Miro. Like uh, so, in AW doing anything, you can't find anything for Miro. Uh, um, I, I don't understand this iteration of WWE under. Triple H, they'd find a place for Miro. So I wrote down Miro W to WWE. I also had Wardlow for the same vision of like him with a WWE mouthpiece. Like I think they can definitely do something with him. The other one, which I don't know if it counts, is CM Punk going from AEW to WWE. <laughs> Does that count? You're cheating now. <laughs> <laughs> He's still on the right. Roster though, could you yeah, yeah, check the so. AEW? Oh yeah, I, all right. I, he's he's still there. I was looking through yeah. to do this exercise. I was <laughs> scrolling through the AEW roster, um, and CM Punk is indeed still there. I made sure I looked because I knew I knew Rowich was going to bring him up. <laughs> Just knew somehow, some way, CM Punk was going to be in the conversation. Um, so that you know, I and up until honestly, up until last night, I would say powerhouse Hobbs as well. But it, you know, the fact that he's now getting a TNT championship shot, at least he saw some TV. Maybe they have some vision for powerhouse. Yeah, but if he but loses kind of, next week and then we don't see him again for a month, then we're in the same spot. Yes, that's absolutely correct. <laughs> absolutely correct. Which makes me wonder. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know what they're doing and for that TNT championship. To be honest, like, okay, I thought Wardlow was going to win, but now, like, okay, so. Power. Right. Okay, whatever. It's it's <laughs> it's done. It's gone. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Like another one, at we least in the women's we, division. We have three another choices. one. Of- we'll choices. So you get you gave us one. one. What are the what are the other two for AEW going to WWE? So the other one for AEW for me, just because AEW doesn't know what to do with her anymore. Jade Cargill. I think you put Jade over in WWE, you might be able to, because the way they decided to book Jade in AEW, like you, you realistically just have two different women's divisions now because nobody's, nobody's getting that, that secondary championship and on their way, you know, on their way up the ladder to eventually wrestle for the women's world championship because you got an undefeated champion holding that TBS title. So nobody can go through her and, and Jade hasn't been elevated to that main event yet, that women's main event type scene. So I, I would, I, I would like to see what Jade could do in WWE, see if they could find out a different, more creative way to use her. I wrote down, I'll tell you my three. I, I wrote down Miro, Buddy Murphy, and Jade. And why Jade is because it's, it's actually because the same thing you said about Wardlow. Imagine Jade, which you don't have to, I don't say the WWE wrestlers don't work hard. What I'm saying is it's a different, actually, the way. Jade Russell's and she's still young. She's still green. After all these mm-hmm. matches, her match against Sky Blue and maybe a few others, I've never seen her in peril. I've never seen her be in trouble. In WWE, she could be able to learn a, a, a kind of a different style than we do in a her. She looks like a million bucks. You know, very similar to Bianca Belair. She'll be in movies before you. I, and Buddy Murphy is because. I mean, here's a guy here. If anybody should have a say, it's him. I, I think that he resonates to me in the House of Black, and I just, I just think he's a pop to be able to be something. In WWE, you saw that, that terrible storyline at the end with Rey Mysterio's because of age. 
I'm not even sure what that was. Like, you know, I'm not even sure if Rey Mysterio's daughter could date between her and Buddy Murphy. <laughs> so I think that Buddy can really be something if for some. Yeah, I mean, the other one I had is just thinking, like, from a WWE mindset, is Brody King. I feel like he could sort I of fit that mold, too. but then can go. Like, he can do everything you want to do with Omas, but then actually go in the ring. Like, give me Brody King versus Brock at Mania. Like, I'm a little bit more excited for that than I am Brock versus Omas. Huh. I guess I, I thought the same thing almost about um, Big Bill. You know, mm-hmm. like, the old, you know, go back to WWE and be Cass. Like, I, when he signed up for AEW, do you think he thought he would be losing to Orange Cassidy on Dynamite? Do you think that was what he thought he was signing up for? And again, it's a bigger body that I think would work because the dude can go. I think it would work potentially if he went back to WWE. But the problem is if he went back to WWE, you would have to deal with a lot of where is Enzo chance because right. they were so synonymous with one another in WWE. I hated that first match on Dynamite. I mean, because. First of all, his name should not be Big Bill. Think about it in the marquee. You're going to buy tickets. Bill is on the marquee. <laughs> what does that mean? Is he a porn star or a wrestler? Big <laughs> So Why not both? So that's, uh, yeah, yeah, or yes, as Alvinas. So, you know, you have both of those. Guys. And, and actually, Big Bill should have won the He should have won the championship last night. That was my, my booking. You want to you want to get San Francisco started match, but if it's going to be the first match, change the title, especially knowing that what Orange Cassidy did uh, was also part of the tag team scene with with, uh, with his buddy there. That match, I just thought Big Bill is so much better as far as an attractive cut. He's powerful, and he loses to Orange Cassidy with some kind of what's kind of. Orange. It just orange was flat punch. for me. Yeah, it was flat for me. It really was. Uh, quickly, let's go through uh, WWE guys you'd like to see in AEW. Uh, I'll give you my three. Guys who go to WWE to AEW, I wrote down Chad Gable. Chad Gable, a T-title picture. I, I wrote down Mustafa Ali. He's dead on arrival now. Mick is dead, guys. He's done. He complained about he wanted his release. Now he's working from underneath. And now, anytime anyone criticizes him on social media, yeah, he turns. That's not a gimmick. That means he's dead. So Mustafa Ali, Chad Gable, and Nakamura. What's Nakamura been doing lately? What's he been doing? Nothing. Didn't he? Isn't he uh, yeah. hurt? Or is he not hurt? Am I just imagining that because I haven't seen him on my television forever? He worked the Muda match, so it wasn't for the WWE. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was like a month right? ago. Yeah, that was like yeah. a month ago. Um, yep. That's all I can think of, yeah. I mean, the guys I have is, and we've talked about a lot, is Sammy. I mean, I feel like AEW would not be afraid to put a title on him. And you can still get the same stuff. You can let him go and, like, maybe play into some of that stuff. Like, he would work. He'd be the same thing that we see there. But now that he'd actually be able to be a world champion. Would it be El Generico? No, he's just chasing titles everywhere. (laughs) I'm going to leave WWE because I can't win the title. W because I can win the title. I'm going to NWA. So You just want him to chase titles. He's I want money anywhere else. Kevin Durant, pull it off. Go to be Kevin Durant. Go get that title, <laughs> Sammy. Kevin Durant. <laughs> That's the best. You just want him to go ring chase. 
chasing. You oh, just did a insulin show. Just go to chase the title, Gabe. That's what he's doing. Just any title. Imagine him versus Tyrus. NWA world title? Come on. Oh, my God. Please don't do that to me. <laughs> go chase don't. the ring. There you go, Durant. Durant um, Zane. I, the I, others I have, by the way, um, just from a sheer wrestling standpoint, like I'd love to see the Usos work some of the AEW tag teams. Like them versus the Bucks, them ooh. versus Aussie Open, maybe them versus FTR in like a non WWE ring. Like that would be fun. And the other one, just because I feel like they have a big guy problem, and there were sort of rumors. Imagine Brock running through AEW for a year or two, and what that would look like. You know what? It would make a third of the roster look indie. Yeah, that's what it makes. Oh yeah. It, 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 listen, these guys are are very. Some of those. Young wrestlers look you. Imagine a star like Brock Lesnar coming in there. And his first match, of course, would be against Peter Avalon. Oh, naturally. <laughs> naturally. A- Avalon would take about 17 suplexes, five F5s, and call it a night. And then he um, loses the Dan Housen at all house. There you go. <laughs> they go to sleep housing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm with you. I had uh, Chad Gable on my list for kind of the same reason where you talked. I mean, you know, just getting another big guy and not keeping it all kind of those smaller type wrestlers. Cause I think Chad Gable would be fantastic because Chad has shown his versatility, I think in WWE and then the ability to put on a great match. Karrion Cross would be interesting. Cause I think he kind of gets lost. And I know he had a match this last week on SmackDown, but he kind of gets lost with, and it's not a, it's a similar gimmick, at least an adjacent gimmick to what Bray Wyatt's doing with all the supernatural stuff. So when you come out and everything goes black and white and you have the hourglass, I feel like it's, lost a little bit because Bray Wyatt takes up so much of that oxygen and look it could be similar things but maybe if you just put him in the house of black that could be interesting um but my with, only thing with, with Cross, Cross is I don't actually know if he's good like I've heard he's good but it's not anything I've ever seen like NXT was underwhelming WWE is underwhelming like I don't know if he's good I mean if you haven't seen him be good then I don't know right. if anybody's seen him be good <laughs> people have said he is <laughs> You know, Broach makes a good point, actually. He actually makes a good point. Like, whenever you, that guy's going to be a main eventer one day. Maybe he's just, the act looks main event. The mid card. I know that sounds harsh, but I mean, look look at it in black and white. Looks great. But again, that's all booking more so than anything Mm -hmm. else. Uh, And then my last one. Uh, and this is just more so he doesn't get Marty Jannetty. But Dawkins, Angelo, buddy, get out of there. Get to AEW. Run as fast as you can. You're about to get Marty Jannetty. Look out. It is coming, and it is coming fast. Yep. Get out, buddy. He, You're better than he, that. You're better than that. He lost a, he lost a pinfall again, and if he goes X, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, get out, man, while you can. Run. Run. Yeah. Take Bray Wyatt's advice. Run. <laughs> what do we got news and notes this week, Brian? Uh, we talked about WrestleMania a little bit. Fightful reporting. The original idea was for Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt at Mania. Brock turned it down, and it was good old Vinnie Mac that got involved to make the Omas call for WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, I, Brock doesn't work in the Bray universe. No. It doesn't work. Like Brock, Brock is fully based on him being an ass kicker in UFC. Like, that is the entire character. He can't enter the world of the supernatural. Makes sense to me that 
he would not want any part of, of a Firefly Funhouse match or Cinnamon Toast Crunch match. What are they doing with Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania? No, guys. I think the reason why Brock doesn't want to work with Bray is to shoot. He thinks that stuff's real. <laughs> He's scared. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think he's. I don't understand what's all this spooky stuff with the uh, howdy. It's 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 a work. No, nope. Andre the Giant working with Jake Roberts, right? He was like, I don't like snakes. Like snakes, Andre. Come on, pal. He's like, no, I work with. And then he worked with a snake, and then he got really pissed. Brock thinks this this is a shoot. I don't want anything to do with that guy with the dark. Sorry, no. <laughs> I think that's fair. I mean, from a wrestling standpoint, I think this match would have worked, but I guess we're never going to see it. Uh, PW Insider reports the king and queen of the ring will be a premium live event taking place May 27th in Saudi Arabia. I'm excited for king. And, oh. I'm excited for king and queen of the ring. Doing it in Saudi Arabia feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that? Why can't you just do that? Just that do a three-hour raw, do King one time, and then Queen someplace a separate event. And by the way, the Queen in the ring, I want to see what she wears. I don't want her to be the Queen in a, you know, and pants because they can't show yep. skin over there. I don't like that. Same here. Yeah, I love the raw idea. Like you can literally do two tournaments all night. I know Vince was always the one anti-tournament. That would be awesome to have that on a Monday night. Sure. Speaking of Saudi Arabia and uh, going over there for paychecks, Goldberg tells Sports Illustrated when asked about his <laughs> final match, quote, you never say never, especially in wrestling, and they owe me one. That's all I can say. I made a deal with the devil, and I did my job, and they owe me a retirement match. He says he would love for it to be in Israel. You you can't say I did a deal with the <laughs> devil and then say you owe me. Like that's not how that works. You can't throw them under the bus and then demand a match. That's not how that works, Bill. <laughs> no, man. No, no. Gabe, he demands a match. He's telling you that he wants it in Jerusalem. He you know, sold out. He wants not only did he tell you he wants a retirement match, but where the venue. Get out of here, you dick. Get out of here, pal. You don't want Bill Goldberg out of here. No. Bill? Is that your marquee? No. <laughs> okay, oh, that's God. right. Let me put that over. Let me put that over there. Let me put Goldberg to a big Bill. All right, I wrote it down. That's yeah. what I want. No, they don't owe you anything, Goldberg. Sorry. Uh, like Every time we see him, we see him make mistakes, or you can just tell he can only be in there for five or six minutes blow someone else up. So no thank you. They don't owe you anything. And also the fact that when you come back, they put the damn title on you. It's not like you're just coming back and doing these random one-offs. They owe you nothing. <laughs> I had to watch you win the title in Milwaukee over Kevin Owens. Maybe you owe me something, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Big Bill. What did you guys you have go. as your match of the week? So I think it was a pretty solid week of wrestling, which is pretty awesome. I thought Raw was really good. Raw we was mentioned really the good. Cody versus Gable match. Like, Chad Gable can take a crossroads. Like, the way he took that, the way he fell, and even the catching of Cody, like, that was a really fun match. I enjoyed the tag match Monday of Street Profits versus Jimmy and Solo. Solo, I think they still haven't figured out what they're doing with, but that was good. And then speaking of tag matches, Friday Rampage, 
Bucks versus Aussie Open. Like, I think it delivered. I wish Aussie Open would have won. I think that would have meant more for them, and it wouldn't have hurt the Bucks, but that was still a damn good tag match. Not much. I really, really like Aussie Open. Only stuff in AW, I mean, they're okay, but they're not as powerful. So, if, I mean, I wasn't really over the last few days, but I think that match delivered, and I like Russ off in the Street Profits, and as Gabe Hawkins, you take one more pinfall, you're going to get genetted. You take one more pinfall, and that's going to be it. So, they're they're protecting Tez. I mean, Tez was yeah. one of their stars coming out of the elimination chamber. You know, he's not going to be any 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 pins anytime soon because of the spots that he was given in the elimination chamber. So, yeah, I, I really like Cody. I mean, look, this is a smart way for me, and, and I know I made fun of it before, but this is what you have to do if if this is the plan that you're going with. Let just Cody wrestle because we know the dude can wrestle. Put him in good matches against other guys like Chad Gable who can go and can sell. Like if if you have a match of Cody Rhodes versus Dolph Ziggler at some point, that's not going to surprise me because that would be just a good in-ring performance where you don't want Cody on the microphone because you don't want the crowds to overpower and rooting for Sammy. And I don't – my favorite women's match of the week, by the way, I really enjoyed Carmella and Asuka. On Monday Night Raw. And I don't know if it's just because of Carmella's character and she was gone for a while. And then when she came back, she had like that mask and, and she wasn't doing some match. But man, she, she's she got some talent in the ring that I've probably just forgot about because she hasn't been allowed to showcase it. And I really enjoyed that. Looks like she's going to get involved and, and have a match next Monday against Bianca as they try to stretch that out to WrestleMania of Bianca and... Uh, Asuka, and, and maybe she even gets involved in the in, in the match so you can still have those two strong women and she ends up taking the pinfall. But I, I enjoyed her versus Asuka on Monday night. And also to your Gable point and sort of tie back to a previous question, Meltzer said this week that Cody pushed to try and get Gable to AEW when he was over there. Rightfully so, because you know he can go. I mean, we've seen enough of him try to be in her Mel's. You'd think Triple H would see that too. It's just like, okay, we've seen you you would be a comedy actor for five years here. It's time for you to do something different, a new coat of paint for him. Well, and maybe that means they're kind of teasing that. They're teasing that because yeah. they're teasing Otis potentially going to maximum male models or whatever they're calling that. The uh, So then that would free up Chad Cable to kind of do his own thing as a singles wrestler. Because, again, initially when he came on and it was him and Jordan, um, they were fantastic as a tag team. But that was in NXT. Oh. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Oh, it was amazing. They had yes. some great matches. Fantastic yeah, look, yeah, matches. Then they had to, yeah, because then Jordan got to the main roster and immediately became Kurt Angle's kid. Right. God. <laughs> That's Ugh. McMahon booking. You mean yeah. to tell me that people, and I, and I wish there was like the DVD, DVD like set <laughs> of road matches. Yeah, with, with the like um, Jordan and Gable. I heard that the ones on the the road were unbelievable. 30 minute classics. I oh, wish sure. I was able to see that. I heard that those matches were unbelievable. We see, yes. But they said on the road, they went from anywhere between 30 and 45 minutes. Believable. Especially on the road, house show, where you, you, don't, you don't have it. time constraints. Uh, we, uh, we're, we're looking forward to this weekend, kind of, sort of. Look, the show's going to be fine. It's just not going to make you feel like you wanted to feel the way I felt about uh, Sami Zayn a couple weeks. But, I mean, we'll talk about it. We're going to talk about Revolution. We'll talk about the build the WrestleMania because this is, it should be, an exciting time to be a pro wrestling fan. Whether or not it is exciting, 
We'll let you know next week right here on GKW.